You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's talk Minnesota football with the Vikings Hall of Famer and a good friend of this program, John Randall, who will be profiled in the special 100th episode of A Football Life on NFL Network this Friday, 9 Eastern. John, as always, we appreciate the time. And before we talk about the Vikings, let's start with this outstanding show. We watch it every week, A Football Life on NFL Network. What was your reaction when you found out you'd be featured on the program? Uh, First of all, thank you guys for having me. Uh, My first reaction was, I thought it was, uh, it was unbelievable. I thought it was untrue. I thought it was a joke that someone wanted to do a story about my life and that they found it uh, found enough information that would make it uh, for an hour show about my life. John, when you, you think about your life, and, and of course you're not going to give too much information because it is yours, but the, 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 the times and the parts and, and the moments that you did give, um, what do we have to look forward to to find out a lot more about you other than the black paint you had on your face and, and a lot of noise you made when it came between the plays? <laughs> well, I guess one of the amazing things was uh, that uh, where I grew up at was basically like an old plantation uh, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a small town, and uh, know that it was uh the the hardships that I, I grew up with I didn't really realize that they were that hard and that the the people that you meet along your your journey in life how much they really do impact you and uh I just really never realized that uh so many people that I had a, uh who had touched my life Throughout my career, and uh, you know, from the coaches, uh, the players, uh, friends, and family, and uh, you know, it's it's to, for me, kind of put it in the term to say that uh, how much my mom, a, a female who played such a big part of me, and uh, has even though she's uh, no longer with us, but she's still. I feel as if she's still on a journey with me and uh, continues to, to, to follow me on this journey. Hall of Famer John Randall's our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. John, as we focus on your path to the pros, you were undrafted coming out of Texas A&M, Kingsville. How much did that motivate you when you got to the NFL? Oh, that was a big motivation, uh, you know, because I didn't really believe that I could – put it this way, I – I believed that I belonged in the National Football League, but I didn't think I would play and start for 13 years and, and never saw myself as a, a starter. But, uh, you know, going out on the field every day, and even in practice, I wanted to, to give the impression that I belonged. And uh, I, I attacked practice almost as hard as I attacked the games and to where I, I wanted to make a, a – just to, just to be a factor, just to be a guy out there that never let my teammates down to to where you, you wanted to make big plays in practice. And I wanted to make big plays in the game. And I always saw myself as, as being a leader, but not the vocal leader as most people saw me as, but being a leader, leader by being a hardworking person, which come, goes back to where I grew up. John, when you, you think of all of that and, and you, you can sum it up to say, um, once you started playing football, you know, you just wanted probably to do that just to get away from all the things that were you around and you can kind of allow that energy inside of you to to be controlled within white lines and have fun doing it. Um, right. And then all of a sudden yeah. you end up 
wearing a yellow jacket. You know, yeah. so how do you take everything that you've accomplished and achieved in the game of football, then all of a sudden getting the ultimate goal, individual accolade, which is a yellow jacket, into life to where how do you now start all over to start fighting that fight to be as successful doing it too as well? Oh, my God. For, for, for wearing that yellow jacket, I mean, uh, it, to, to everyday part of life was things I learned from football. You know, one of the most, uh, the easiest things I, I always tell guys is, is time. And you always, for anything you do in, in this, on this earth, always be on time. Never be late. I mean, for 14 years, I was never late one time. Never late. So even now, working with the NFL Legends program, and when I'm working with retired players and, and the incoming guys into the National Football League, the first thing I tell them is all about time. Always be early. Always show up early because you never know what you might what might happen by you being early. But I take the the, the other things of, of qualities I've learned from football of, of the commitment to it, of committing to something, sticking with it, to the everyday task, of even telling my my kids about uh, about your success of, of being on the field and off the field, of every day is treating people with respect and and just taking a little time out and just saying hi to people and always uh, just little things like having a smile on my face and just appreciating what the, uh, say God or what the world has offered me and, and my family to never forget that. And, uh, you know, it's just so many little things that I've learned from the game of football and that I use every day in, in, in my walks of life. And, uh, I mean, it's just so many things. Of, like I tell guys that, you know, it's just not about how you play the game, but it's how you treat people who are around the game. Because the contacts that you meet while you're playing football would definitely help you in the day-to-day parts of where you never know where that relationship may develop or may grow into. Chatting with the Hall of Famer John Randall, who will be profiled on a football life on NFL Network on Friday night. Definitely check it out, must-see TV. John, let's talk about the evolution of the NFL with all the changes to protect quarterbacks. Do you think you'd have to alter your style if you were playing right now? Uh, of course, I would definitely would. Uh, you know, the, the game is, is, is more uh, protected, and which is definitely good for the players because I, you know, and I see it as almost where we want the players to come into the game and leave the game almost in the same state of just of just trying to protect them because uh, you know we we know the overall health of of the football players as they as they retire is is not so good but uh, protecting the players I think is a number one objective and uh, of course you I would have changed my game and uh, I, I wouldn't be able to to grab the guards like I used to when the guards are trying to pull another way I would have to change my game but uh, but it's still a great game it's a it's a game that. Can, it, it gives people three to four hours of relief from their normal day-to-day stressful lives, and it's a game that changes people's lives from from uh, from poverty to uh, to success. And uh, it's a game that uh, has given us so much history, connecting grandfathers with their grandkids, of watching players play it, and uh, having that connection and having those stories. And I think it's a game that we've got to protect and, and keep it for the future. You talked about history, John, and the Minnesota Vikings, the way they've been playing as of lately, uh, are really tre- trending in the right direction, but had a hiccup against the Carolina Panthers. Tell me, what you, from what you saw in that game, 
tell me what you think this team needs to do in order for this type of game to to show its ugly face again because now that it's the last part of the season, they have to win the next game yeah. uh, to win a division, but most importantly, getting it to the postseason. How can they take it to the next level if they want to go and take it to a championship? Well, Cordell, you and I both know, you know this game is all about staying healthy and especially this time of the year. I always say this time of year uh, that players should, uh, for their Christmas list is to wish for to stay healthy because uh, for our offensive linemen, you know, we went in the game, didn't have a center. We didn't have one tackle. Then we end up losing the other tackle. And you know, when you, you can't, when you take a guard and you move a guard out to a, a tackle position, he's not ready for that because that that position playing tackle is different from the guard. The guard, you you have a tackle in the center next to you. When you play in that left tackle and right tackle, usually there's no tight end out there. It's just you uh, out on the island. But for us, we've got to definitely strengthen our offensive line and. And uh, start there. That's where we definitely got to start. And once we start getting our offensive line together, it's when it's the next thing is when when the ball is thrown to you, you got to catch that ball because th- those those uh, when you that, you saw it in the game, those missed passes, man. That that's crucial when you play a team like Carolina because those drop passes, man. That that gives the ball right back to them, gives them another opportunity to advance down the football field and. When you play a team like Carolina and Cam Newton, you know when when Cam Newton builds upon that, when he has some a little bit of success, man, he's the type of quarterback that it it, it just it just goes out to the rest of the team, and you can just see him as he started getting that little smile on his face, how more that's more more confident he got. And but the last piece for us is for our defense, we can't let uh, have little plays like that with just giving that up that. First quarter, letting what uh, was it Stewart run up the middle and, and score that touchdown on it. That that really kind of uh, kind of really put us in a in a hole. John, last one for me, and you were being comprehensive because the Vikings have such a complete team. Do you see a major weakness on this show last week? We were talking about their ability to rally if they had to, and yesterday they came back and then they allowed Cam Newton mm-hmm. to make that game changing play. I think the weakness for us is, is probably on the road. Uh, it's probably one of our, our, our probably we'll say our, uh, weakness because when we play at home, uh, our momentum and, and fan base is so strong. But I think since we're kind of a, a, of a very young team, once we go on the road, we really have not figured out how really to overcome that. We've had success. Don't get me wrong, we've had success on the road. But I think that's our weakness is learning how to – take that momentum from home and take it on the road and take that confidence. And because you can kind of see how we started out so slow in that first quarter where we were still trying to find ourselves. And I think for us as a team wise, we've got to come out there in the first quarter and, and, and basically come out and come out strong and, and, and echo that by letting uh, from special teams on to the offense through the defense. John, always a pleasure to check in with you. You've become something of a semi-regular, our second conversation over the span of the last <laughs> month. Look forward to seeing you in person on Radio Road, the Super Bowl in Minnesota, and looking forward to watching your football life on NFL Network Friday night. Thank you, John. Thank you guys for having me. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.